everybody. Welcome to the Meg's podcast. We're here to make you laugh, bring you a little encouragement and remind you to squeeze the good today. Good day. (laughs) (laughs) That was a different one, wasn't it? Welcome to the Meg's podcast. I'm Meg. And I'm Megan. Hey, when life gives you lemons, binge watch a new TV show. (laughs) I mean, for reals though, right? Go do it. Like you're having a bad day. You got some lemons going on in your life. That is what we're talking about on this episode is what are Are we watching? watching? Yeah. Yep. Because everybody, I feel like there are just days that you need to grab your favorite snack and a blanket and sit on the couch and watch a few hours of TV. (laughs) And I really feel like... um, You'd, and I know we've talked about this in other episodes too, because we were just talking about how we talked about the weather, but it is kind of cozy couch yeah. watching weather. It is. Not so much here in Florida, but here's what's funny, I think, is as humans, don't we get that kind of like, it's time to hibernate, you know, like the animals do, like yeah. this type of, you know, kind of fallish moving into winter. I'm going to hibernate a little bit. We're going to sit on the couch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're going to binge watch some. I don't know. I feel like I could hibernate 12 months out of the year and be happy. Oh, that's right. You're you're I'm an introvert. An introvert, man. I could live inside and I mean with my windows open. Like the sunshine needs to still flow into my home, but I am fine just hanging out. I'm homebody. What would you do if you had to live in, you know, like Seattle? more days out of the year are kind of a gloomy, overcast I think I would be binge watching a lot of TV at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like on rainy, gloomy days, I'm given even more internal approval to sit down and watch a lot of TV. (laughs) My soul is validating this. So (laughs) yes, totally. Okay. Well, tell me what has, we haven't talked in a couple of days. So tell me what's been good. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of a funny one. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I like my plan and all of that. And, you know, I mentioned on the last episode that I'm doing a little counseling. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, I talked with the with the counselors just how overwhelmed I am with things in my head right now. And so we talked about just time management, you know, and all of that. And so I bought a new planner. Oh, good. I love planners. I'm one of those, like I stick things in my phone that have notifications because if I don't, I will forget, right? I need it to go off every, all the time, pretty much. Otherwise it it just, I forget it. I can't remember everything that we have going on with all the kids and schedules and my husband's schedule, but there's something about buying a new planner and getting it in the mail and opening it up. And I made sure that I got one that had, like, I'm trying to actually schedule out, you know, kind of my hours of, you know, I'm getting up here and then I'm doing this in the morning and this time I do work on these things and this is when I'm doing this. And so I'm trying this week is my kind of my first go round. I even got fun colored markers to do it with. <laughs> I like getting, um, you know, like the little post-it. The yes. Colorful post-it oh, so this one came with like a, um, what do you call them? A div- like a divider thing that says today, you know, where you can change it from week to week. And it has sticky notes 
on it. Okay, so help me out here because I love looking at planners and how pretty they look. And I even got the cutest personalized one from my mother-in-law. She was so sweet. And it's the cutest planner, like love it to pieces. It's actually from Paper Sunday. It is a business in um, Texas, but you can, they ship all over, Mm -hmm. but they're personalized planners. She sent me the cutest little lemon one. Like it has like, like a little lemon design. But here's my struggle is I struggle to actually use it. Use it. Yeah. So what, what do I do? Help. <laughs> hmm, go to counseling? No. Um, I don't know that. I'm a little bit like that too. I think that I love buying it and I love setting it up. And then sometimes I struggle with the execution of it. And so yeah. I think for me this week, it's going to be having it out all the time um, and where it's just with me all the time. And I'm writing my to-do list in it too, kind of for my week. Like I've got my work to do, I have my personal to-do list. And so it's something that I'm constantly having to come back to. I'm not putting my to-do list in my phone right now. I still have all my appointments in my phone, but like, you know, don't forget to pick the girls up from school at this time, you know, because it's constantly shifting from day to day. I'm not really managing that as much in the planner as much as just the things I have to do for the day. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I could come back next week and be like, uh, this is my not good for the week. (laughs) I've tried three different times to use this. It's adorable and I absolutely love it. So you are inspiring me. I'm going to get my new planner out. I'm going to try my very hardest because my mother-in-law was so thoughtful to think of me and send that to me. So um, where did you order your planner from? Well, I got it on Amazon and I promise you for probably three or four days, I just searched and searched and searched and searched. There's a lot. There are a ton and I'm really weird about the size. Like I don't want it to be super small, like five by eight, but I don't want it to be eight and a half by 11. So this one is a seven by 10. It's my favorite size can still stick like some bills in there if I need to pay those and remember remember to do that. And then it has tabs for the month, which I love tabs. And then it has the weekly spread and all the, you know, hours every day. So, okay. And then I bought markers, cute little highlighter markers. And then your markers. Yeah. That is so. good. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her. Well, you can see her because we are now doing some video reels. So. Yeah. Hopefully y'all can see her cute little smile and how excited she is about I this am. planner. Everybody get a planner. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's been good? Um, the avocado bacon toast that I get at <gasps> Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, what? I know. It's a game changer. That is my good. I've had it twice this week. So Dunkin' Donuts makes an avocado bacon toast like it's like a spread on top of their toast real avocado it's delicious huh it is my morning game changer interesting you wouldn't wouldn't think you would want to have it with coffee because i get coffee there well and i get coffee anywhere i can just get coffee so anyways but i get my cup of coffee there and you wouldn't think okay i'm gonna have coffee and then I'm going to have this avocado toast. What, like, is that going to go together? It does. It does. It goes mm. together real nice. So that's my, 
is it okay that mine is food? Absolutely. I mean, that that why not? Got, like an avocado bacon spread on the top and oh, it's so yummy. And it's a big piece of toast. Not like a, I ha- usually half it and have it half in the morning and then half around lunchtime. Yum. I feel like, I, like need, I don't even know where like there's a, a Dunkin' Donuts around here. And see here. They're everywhere. Dunkin', they're, it's on every corner where yeah. I feel like Starbucks is probably a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but no, it's Dunkin' Donuts here. So um, anyways, but the it's like a large piece of toast, like like the Texas toast, hmm. you know, that you would get, but like double that. Wow. It would be like two Texas toasts together. Okay. I feel like I need to go try a new breakfast. <laughs> so go that. I I know it's just kind of nothing, but it was making me smile all week. And so what does that say? Which we're not really diving into that for this episode, but what does that say about my relationship with food, like, oh, is that healthy? Who cares? To- <laughs> Megan says, "Who cares?" <laughs> She's in counseling, so we're going to go with with her, with her answer. I like that too. Who cares? It's Who yummy. cares? It's making you smile, girl. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so oh, obviously, I haven't like given anybody an update. Uh, obviously, I'm off of the keto train since I'm eating avocado toast. Oh, is that? I mean, I know bacon's going to be on keto. Is avocado not? I can actually, when I- Oh, toast probably isn't. Yeah. I can't have the bread, but I'm not doing, I- Again, who cares? I know. You know what else has been good though this week, and this is healthy, is um, I have walked at a minimum, most days walked more, but I've walked at least a mile every day this week. Okay. That's the train I need to get on right now because I have just been terrible of that lately. Are you doing I, that like miles? Okay, charity so, mi- Is it charity miles? Is that what it's called? I don't know. We need you guys to weigh in, um, which I'm glad you said that because we also need you guys out there listening. We would love for you guys to find us on social media. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and here's what we need from you this week. We need you guys to weigh in on a good walking club for me and oh, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. I need one. Could you guys comment or shoot us a DM or something? Find us on sh- social media and let us know about a good walking club. Cause you would do that with me, right? I would, because when my friend, my really good friend, her husband about a year ago had a heart attack in his early forties. And the doctor told him one of the best things that you can do is walk. Like it's so good for us. And it's so underrated as a workout. You know, we feel like we got to go hit the pavement and run and do all these hit exercises, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And we don't like, no, one or two miles a day consistently is so good for our bodies. I could tell a difference in, you know, what a hard time I have sleeping. Yeah. And I could tell a difference really fast that, that I was tight. I was more tired in the evenings. It was easier for me to go to sleep. So I am going to continue. So some days I could only do a mile. That's all I had time or energy for. But then there were other days that I did over two miles. So We'll I see. love it. And the weather's so good right now. Okay. So that's You're so much better than me, man. That's so much better than avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> They're both good. Whatever. I should have 
I should have thought of that first. Okay. What we have thought of, though, for this episode, and me and Megan have been talking about it, and we said, you know what? We should bring this to our listeners. (laughs) We hope that you become just as obsessed with this because then we can continue having these conversations. It's about a show called Ted Lasso. I have a lot of friends that are watching it right now. A ton. A a ton for me too. A ton. In fact, I was at a barbecue last night and for a good hour, that's all that was All y'all talked about? Yeah. Now, I will say that uh, it's on uh, Apple, their Apple TV or whatever. So if you don't have that, they do a trial. We just did like a three-month trial and just plowed through most of them. We got to get it done. We are only on <laughs> we have, for three months. We only have three months. We got to get through this because there's only a couple seasons and we're not quite done yet. So don't be like spoiling the end for me. But okay. I will say that there, you just, if you haven't seen it yet, you just need to hit pause on this because we might be spoiling some things that we don't want to ruin for you because it is a really funny show. It's a good show. But you also need to know there is a lot of like F bombing happening on that show. And, you know, some people don't like that. And so that's just a for, forewarning if you're not a fan of that. Like, I am not. It's the language. I'm not a fan of it. I do not watch a lot of shows that have language like that, but it is funny. And then I I watch a few and then I kind of take a break. (laughs) I watch a few more and I take another break. (laughs) I just literally love all of the characters. I've written down most of them. So I want to dive into a little bit. But for our listeners out there that are like, okay, I've maybe kind of heard this Ted Lasso stuff, but what is it? Like you said, it's on Apple Plus. If you haven't watched it, pause this, go watch it because we will do a few spoilers. But it is a guy. His name is Ted and he is a small town American football coach. So true like football, not soccer football. So in America, he coaches... Football. football. And he's hired to coach professional football soccer, soccer yeah. in England, despite having no experience whatsoever yeah. coaching soccer. So at on a professional level. So back in America, he was coaching college, like football, football. And now he is coaching a professional league soccer team like over in Europe over in England and it's hilarious it would it would be a com- it's a comedy it is for sure friends we've got a few juicy deals that we know you'll love do you need help navigating the smartphone world with your child whether they've had a smartphone for a while or they're begging for one right now Info for Families has you covered with their Smartphone 101 online course. We just took it with our son, Davis, and it was full of great information. There are 10 short video lessons that get some critical conversations started for your family about the impact of smartphones. So head over to infoforfamilies.com and use the code MEGS25, M-E-G-S-2-5 for 25% off the online course. It is worth it. Our next juicy deal is with Castles and Cruises Travel with Brooke Hales. I will never plan another trip without Brooke. Right now, she's helping me with my vacations to Disney, Washington, D.C., and Boston. Her expertise is amazing, and she's helping me find the best places with the best deals. 
And y'all using Brooke for your trips doesn't cost you anything. There is literally no extra fees. Why wouldn't you use her is my question <laughs> to you guys. So email Brooke today at Brooke at Castles and Cruises Travel.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-E at Castles and Cruises Travel.com to get your vacation started today. Okay. Well, we've got all of this info linked for you in our show notes and on our website at the Megspodcast.com. Let's get back to the episode. I will say I was surprised because when you and I were first starting to talk about it, I would not have thought that you would want to watch it. Why? Because there's so many people that have accents. Oh, British yes. accents. And you are on the struggle bus when it comes to <laughs> understanding people with accents. And so when you told me you were watching it, I was like, oh, hold up. How okay, are listen. you understanding it? <laughs> this is funny. To This is really funny to Megan. She has laughed at me about this for years, and I don't think we've covered it on any of our episodes. I She's right. I am I struggle so much. I cannot watch shows if they have a really thick or strong accent. I cannot follow along. And I love this show so much, but it takes us. It's only like a 30 or 40 minute yeah. show, but it takes us well over an hour <laughs> because we have to stop. And I'll look to Logan, I'll go, "What'd they say?" I'll go, I don't know. Let's and then rewind, you rewind it. it. <laughs> we'll try and rewind it and listen two or three times. Sometimes we get it. Sometimes we don't. Oh my goodness. We just have to like infer what they're what they're saying. Anyways, but it is funny. So uh Jason Sadukis. How do you say his last name? Sadukis? I don't know. Jason Sadukis plays Ted Lasso. Um, I don't really know the other characters like who they are in real life. Um, but I'm going to read through some of the – Ted just gets into all kinds of different like type of situations. I think what I love most, and I'll, I'll go through some of the characters here in a second, but they are building out the characters so well. Yes. Like the backstories, they're, they're complicated. When you think you've got some of them figured out, nope, like we're throwing a little loop in there. So I've enjoyed all the complexity. Is that a word? <laughs> complexity? I don't know. Complexity. Complexity? <laughs> I feel like I need to go back to like English and grammar classes. I need to take some college classes again or Do something. you know what got me this show? Because we had heard about it from some friends and we're like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And we turned it on. And the thing that like drew me in right off the bat is how stinking positive of an attitude Ted Lasso has. Okay. The so main let's character. Dive in first. Let's like dive in that first Ted. is what truly just sucked me in because he could be in a terrible situation and he's just like seeing the good in everything. He's literally on the when the show first starts again spoiler so please stop cuz now we're really diving into episodes go watch the show then come back and listen to this okay when the show first starts he's trying to kind of fight for his marriage yes yep and like she's not having it and mm -mm. they have a son and he's like such a good dad i 
I really do adore the Ted Lasso character. He's like a good man of like integrity. And just like you said, he's super positive all the time. Um, even when like, I, the when he first gets to Europe, everybody like hates his oh, guts. They well, yeah, they use what's the well, they use some choice words. I'll just say that you know, and things that they call him. But when he gets to the when Ted Lasso gets to the um, like to England and he's in the locker room, the first thing that he does is put up a sign on the wall that says "Believe." You know, and that's just like the heart I think of who his character he- is. And he just always believes in the best of people. But you see him, I think what I love is you see him struggle through so many real life things, like with his marriage and being far away from his kid and not raising his kid. And they're like panic attack kind of things that he goes through. And you can tell that he's gotten through alcoholism or drinking of some sort, you know, maybe not alcoholism, but drinking of some sort. And all of that, like it's just real life stuff, but he still like chooses to have chooses. a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just has like the utmost, I think he genuinely has the utmost respect and love for most people that he comes in contact with. It's yeah. like he doesn't meet a stranger. Yeah. He wants to be friends with everybody. We're talking and about I him like he's a real person. Isn't that funny? I, but I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, do. I want to be that person. I just want to love and believe like his character does, you know, in other people. But that's what makes this show so well written. If people are talking about it like as if they're attached to a real life person, mm-hmm. that means, okay, we've we've done something here. Like, you know, you've got a hit on you when Everybody across the world is talk one talking about your show, two talking about the characters on a podcast, and I mean, he wins their heart. Like so many oh, of the yes. other characters over that hate he wins him, them over. He wins yes. them all over. So speaking of that, let's dive into uh, Rebecca. She is the owner of mm. the team, the soccer team, the professional the soccer, soccer team. team. Uh huh. She is a tall beauty. Yes. She's Have you noticed? Like beautiful. She's, beautiful, just really tall. When I think of her character, there's part of it that I think of. So she owns the team. She used to own it with her husband, Mm -hmm. but she's going through a nasty divorce too. So uh, Rebecca is like a powerhouse to me. That is what, that was my first opinion of her. But over season one and season two, they start showing us like this whole softer side of her. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. I just love seeing, like I said, there's so many different, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Megan? I need you to read my, read my Ted Lasso mind. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's like an onion, you know, we're peeling away Mm, all these different layers to each you know, character and it's so fascinating. Okay. But do you know the character that I'm most disappointed in is Nate? Okay. So you're not quite where I am in the season. I have finished watching season two. Okay. Okay. I don't even know where I am in it. So I don't want to spoil it for you either. And I have Nate listed like down on the bottom of my list. So Ted has, um, three assistant coaches. He has um, Coach Beard, 
which he's a quirky character. He is. I like him though. Um, he really grounds. He is good. He's a good balance for mm-hmm. Ted. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's Coach Beard. Then he has a former player, um, Roy Kent. He was an older player, got injured, and they asked him to be on the coaching staff. I love Roy. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's he's rough. So fun. He's rough oh, around the he's edges. Super rough. But, but yeah, but I I like just that the way that they're the things that you, they're showing you about his character too. He like growls at people. He literally grunts. He and literally growls. does, and, it's and he so says funny. the most bad words <laughs> of them all. Yes. <laughs> and his niece. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. Okay, so uh, so the assistant coaches are Roy Kent, Coach Beard, and then, and Nate. then Nate, Nate the Great. And I'm going to get to Nate kind of lastly. Uh, so we've kind of talked about Rebecca. She owns the team. Okay, Keely. Mm-hmm. Keely Jones. So she's fun. Yeah, she is bubbly. She's very bubbly. She is Rebecca's uh one of her best friends, and she is Roy Kent's uh very serious girlfriend. Yes. Okay. And that all unfolds in the show. Like that's not right off the bat. Like that no, 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 no. happens that through happens the season, season one. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but if you've gone through season one and you're going through season two and you've gone through most of season two, in present time, Keely is Roy Kent's very serious girlfriend. What do you think is going to happen with that relationship? Because I, her career is kind of taking – we see Keely's career mm-hmm. kind of start taking off. And when I don't she know. first started, When she first started dating Roy, no, he wasn't. Was he a, still a player? Yes, he yes, was. He was. So when she first started dating Roy, he was a player still. And so we've seen her kind of follow Roy from, you know, this like player status to coaching status, but their love seems to only be growing. Right. But I'm just wondering are we in for a major That's curveball? usually what happens when shows, you because, know, with good shows there's got to be drama, right? And so on um Oh, it was just a couple episodes ago at Rebecca's dad's funeral. Jamie Tart, a a, ma- a major player on the soccer team, he used to date Keely, right? And he professed his love for her again, even though he knew Roy and her were serious. What sells a show more than anything? A triangle, a love triangle, right? Like we saw it on Friends dun, dun, twenty dun. years ago, over and over and over again, and then it was ten years before Ross and Rachel got back together. Um, I don't know. I I feel like they're going to break them up somehow and pull it back together, and it'll be that thing. I'm I'm team them like I like them together who do you think that they will give Ted a love interest because so far they haven't I know they haven't I don't know I don't know I hope so so I keep thinking he has a lot of feelings for Rebecca I do the owner of the team I do too so I'm wondering okay but then Okay, so a whole other character is they hired a doctor, Dr. Sharon, mm-hmm. for the team to be a team sports therapist. Well, yeah. she's really a counselor. Right. And um, her and Ted don't get off on the right foot. 
it takes them, it's like several episodes before they really, he really is able to let down his guard and open up to her as a counselor. And I think she's kind of guarded too. And you probably have to be to be a counselor, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there was an episode where they they finally become not just a good like patient counselor type relationship and that's going well, but then you also see them become like friends outside of that. And I thought, okay, well, does Ted have feelings for Dr. Sharon? Yeah, I think that'll be something that unfolds somehow, some love interest somehow, in some, another I, season. I do. I think in another season, they're going to bring in some kind of love interest for Ted. Um, what It's so funny. We laugh all the time about Coach Beard's uh, girlfriend, girlfriend they break up like yes. every like two minutes. <laughs> yes. And then the next episode, you see him back together and you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and Ted will be like, hey, how's so-and-so? And he'll look at, or I forget her name. He'll ask Coach Beard, hey, how's your girlfriend? And he'll look at his cell phone and he'll be like, we broke up four minutes ago. <laughs> and then, but then by the end of the conversation, he'll look back at his cell phone and he'll be like, oh, I think we're good. We're having dinner later tonight. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. They make it very lighthearted, though. It's funny. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Can we please get to Nate? Like, I just feel <sighs> like this is a character that just we need to just dive in. Because the kid was- about Sam or Higgins yet. It's okay. We do not have to talk about every single character oh. in this show. Oh, my gosh. We totally do. Okay, I'll get to Nate. Okay, Nate is, listen, <laughs> I am out on him. Like, what do you mean out? Like you just don't know what you think of him? Oh, no. By the end of season two, you for sure know what you think I don't of him. like him. Listen, he went from being, I don't know what changed in his head. Okay, but let's explain it real quick because at okay. the very beginning of the show, he is like almost like the water boy. You know, but he's been there for a really, really long time and he's faithfully served and the players pick on him. There's not all, but there are some players that pick on him and torment him. And he, what the uh, coach Ted Lasso realizes is that he actually has a lot of knowledge for the soccer game. And he starts kind of bringing him into, he calls a couple plays, that kind of thing. Anyway, they promote him to be one of the assistants. And then he like turns to a jerk because they now get a new water boy kid and he treats him like trash, even though he was treated like trash and hated it. Now he's turning around and being, you know, the cocky one and I'm better than you. And I hate it. Like it makes my skin crawl when I see what he does. I really wish you had watched the last, the season finale. Mm. I mean, can I spoil it? Yeah, spoil it. It's fine. I don't mind spoilers. He, oh my gosh, Megan, wait for it. Okay. He stabs Ted in the back. And do you remember when Ted had the panic attack at that big game? Yeah. But they said that it was his stomach was was hurting and he got sick and had to leave the field. Well, Ted opened up in in confidence, like in private and told. I remember that. He told all of them. Yeah. He said, y'all should know this. Here's what really happened. And it was supposed to be private and confidential. And anyways, the season finale uh, Nate leaks that to, um, 
oh, uh, Trent Krim from right. the Independent. From the Independent, yeah. <laughs> to a reporter and leaks the story that it was a big lie and a big cover up, and he's having all these panic attacks. Okay. <sighs> then, so uh, Trent, the reporter, because everybody grows to love Ted Lasso so much, Trent reaches out to Ted and says, Hey, as a reporter, I have to run this story. As your friend, I want you to know who my anonymous source is. So he, he tells knows. Him, Listen, and so he so Ted knows that Nate did this, okay? So the story runs, Dr. Sharon's got his back, Rebecca has his back, Higgins, Keeley, everybody is like, Ted, le- don't listen to the haters. You know, everybody struggles with, you know, some anxiety, you know, and he has all these people rallying around him. And it's really awesome to see how all this negative press, he just pushes it aside and is like, I'm focused on my team. They have a big game coming up. And this, so that gets to the day of the game. And the the day before is when the news, the article came out and broke. And Nate is like, how can you be so happy and how can you be here and be okay? And he still doesn't call Nate. Ted does not call Nate out. And he's like trying to figure out how to deal with the situation or whatever. They have a practice. Nate just grows incredibly angry, like visibly angry. And so finally, right before the game, Ted pulls him aside and is like, hey, what's what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what have I done? How can I like apologize? How can I, because I don't know like this person. I know the Nate that was the, the water, water boy. boy and that was so excited to become an assistant coach and all of that. <sighs> okay. So they are like losing in the first half of the game. Okay. It's halftime or they don't call it halftime, but before they go back out for second half, Ted kind of rallies the team and they are using one of Nate's plays. plays. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Nate is like, you're, that's a jerk move. You know they can't do it. And then you're going to go to the press when we lose this game and say it was all my fault. This is mm. what Nate yells to Ted. And Ted's like, no, dude, like, I'll take the, you know, I'll take the responsibility or if they win, you're going to get the credit, you know, for this play, whatever. They don't really work it out. The entire team, before they go out for the second half, they all put their hand up on the believe sign. The believe sign. And Nate, he like storms out. He's not having a part of it. It's like he's mad that they believe in him and they believe in like, I don't know what it is, but man, okay. he's a bitter kid. So, you know, the pretend character. <laughs> yes. I'm basically spoiling the whole season finale. For I you don't guys. care. <laughs> okay. So listen to what happens. They go out, they execute his, Nate doesn't stand on the sidelines with the other coaches. He sits in the chairs behind the coaches, like pouting the whole time. They perfectly execute time after time. Uh, Nate's like specific play and stuff. They end up like winning the um, game, this huge big game. 
and you see the team out on the field celebrating, everybody hugging everybody, and you see Nate walking off. He doesn't say anything to the team or anything to the coaches. You just see him walking back to the um, lockers. So then the team finally comes into the locker room, and they're in there, and on Ted's desk is his Believe sign torn in half, <gasps> and, and Nate is gone. Shut up. Mic drop. Oh, my gosh. Like That's hate. That, that's is, like that hate. is hate. That is hate. And do you know what the sad thing is? I know that this is just a character, but people carry around hate like that all the time, right? And what is it? Does it affect other people? Or does it just eat you alive? Like it clearly is eating him alive and not the other people. So there is a little twist at the very, very end. And I don't want to ruin all of it for you. So I'm not going to tell you the very last little bit involving Ted and Nate's character. But there is something else that Now I got to go watch big. it. I know. Now y'all need to go. I know. Now y'all all need to go watch it. But there's some just really great, it's a great show with just really well built out characters. Yeah. Is with what I would real say. life issues that we go through, but with a character, a main character who chooses to believe the good. And have so much and integrity. He see, yeah, he has so much integrity. That's a good word. That's a good word for him. And he just believes good in people. Like even yeah. when they make mistakes, like he still sees and believes the good in them. And you see that with his uh, character with Nate, yeah. even until the very, the very end of the finale. So oh, it's okay. a good one, y'all. It's a good one. So y'all get on the Ted Lasso train. I mean, if they've made it this far, we've just literally ruined it for them. So <laughs> hopefully well, the people listening right now the, are those who I have would, made it so far, you know? That's what I was going to say. Um, the other thing that I, me and Logan have both watched this, and I don't think that you've watched it yet. And I know you have another show that you want to mention too. Ours is actually a movie. And um, we actually know somebody that was involved in the movie. It's called um, 12 Mighty Orphans. It was released back in June, but both of us just watched it in the last few weeks. Actually, on an airplane. Oh, um, what's it on? They, you can find it on Amazon Prime Video, okay. or you can, or so you do have to rent it, or on Vudu. So that's another streaming, right? You know, service. So you can find it from there. Um, but couple things about this movie: they filmed it in Fort Worth because it is a true story. It happened in Fort Worth, Texas. So okay. here is what it's about. I'm going to read you guys this little blurb. It's 12 Mighty Orphans. It tells the true story of the Mighty Mites, the football team of a Fort Worth orphanage who, during the Great Depression, went from playing without shoes or even a football to playing for the Texas State Championships. Over the course of their winning season, these underdogs and their resilient spirit became an inspiration to their city, state, and an entire nation in need of a rebound, even catching the attention of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. The architect of their success was Rusty Russell, a legendary high school coach who shocked his colleagues by giving up a privileged position so he could teach and coach at an orphanage. Oh, I, I love think that. I, that's one of the things I love the most. Few knew Rusty's secret, that he himself was an orphan. So... He recognized, you know, these scrawny players 
Um, and he just knew that they could beat other teams, you know, if they were given the right equipment and given the right coaching. And um, he developed innovative strategies. Here's what else is cool. He developed innovative strategies that become part of modern football today. Wow. He did as a coach. Okay. So the, it it's a true story. It takes place in Fort Worth, Texas. They film it in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, Luke, okay, the tearjerker, like were you sobbing on the airplane watching it? I held it together pretty good. I mean, there are like moments, but I held it together pretty good. Um, Luke Wilson. So some big yeah. act, big name actors play in this. So Luke Wilson plays the coach. Um, Vanessa Shaw is his wife. Robert Duvall is in it. Martin Sheen is in it. Like there's some big names in there and it's such a great movie. I want to give a shout out real quick to my friend from high school, Jessica. Um, she is the vice president of um, marketing and film commission at Visit Fort Worth. So really the Fort Worth Film Commission is the one who kind of helped get this all, um, you know, happening in Texas and filmed cool. in Texas. It is such a good inspiring, good-hearted. I love a good true story movie, yes, though. Yes, yes. So in that time, the Great Depression, man, that was rough for everybody. But these orphans, I mean, they literally had no shoes and didn't have footballs to play, and yet they made it to the state championship. That's an awesome story. I'm going to have to – so it's rent, – you rent it, right? I love yes. a good – I mean, it's, it's even – it's more, I mean, I love a good like underdog movie, but that's like to a whole nother level. <laughs> it's just really well written, well, not written because it happened, but the way that they put it all together, I like that they stayed true to the story and they went back to Fort Worth to film it. Yeah. Like, I just think there's so much that was authentic about it. They just really kept a lot of the heart behind the story. You see that come through. So that is 12 Mighty Orphans. So me and Logan both highly recommend that movie. Okay, I'll have to All go right, check what, that out. You do need to check it out. What else do you, oh, and it's rated PG-13. Okay. For mostly language, there's a little, a little bit of violence, um, but it's mostly pertaining to like the, the football uh, aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I gotcha. Okay. So okay. um I have been watching it's a show on Netflix and it kept popping up in like the top 10 or whatever. And this is a few weeks ago. And it was one after it was a rainy afternoon. Like, gosh, those rainy days draw me into wanting to turn my TV on. I'm like, oh, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do laundry. What? Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I even saw this meme that said, I don't always have time to fold and put away the laundry, but when I do, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's totally me, especially on a rainy day when I want to watch TV. So anyway, I was like searching through Netflix and trying to figure out what I wanted to watch. And the show made M-A-I-D, made, like a cleaner, oh. like a maid, okay. uh, popped up. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And it, it, um, it's, uh, I don't think it's going to have a lot of any seasons because it just said short series or something. And so I, it's 10 episodes and I'm on, I just finished episode eight. So I'm almost done with it. And it, I, I think what just pulls at my heart in watching this show is 
that it's this mom who they do have a few flashbacks kind of throughout. So you see kind of like what she's gone through, but she was in an abusive relationship and she had a little daughter who was three and it's kind of her story of escaping that. And the only job that she could get was to be a maid and just everything you see her go through. And you're, I mean, every episode is for the love of God. Can she just not get like a hand up in life? You know, it was like, catch a break, catch a break. Like this happened and this happened and then this happened. And you're like, oh my word. Like if there's ever a show that just makes you grateful for where you are, Mm -hmm. But then also um, with a desire to go, okay, how can I go serve and help, you know, women who are in situations like these that they are trying to escape something terrible. They're not, you know, they're not deadbeats. They're not, not trying. They're like giving it their all and trying to do something better for their kids. It is eye opening. It is really, really eye opening. Okay. I need to watch. Yeah. Of everything that she goes through and fights for. And, um, it's just, it's just good. And and her attitude through all of it. Is it just one season so far? I think so. It just says like a short series. Series? And so I don't even, I haven't gotten to the end. So I don't know if it's like a wrap up, you know, how Netflix does those sometimes, which is just really Mm -hmm. short series. So it might just be this and that's it. There might not be a season two. I don't know, but it is good. It's eye opening. It's a little convicting, you know, because I really easily can fall into the trap of, um, you know, just wishing, wanting this or that. Oh man, I wish that I could redo this in my house or have this or do that. And then I watch the show and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much, you know, like I have so real, much. Is it reality? Is it reality? Or is it I actors? don't think, yeah, I don't think it's based okay. on a real story, but it, it, I think it portrays realness. It could. I'm sure it does. I'm sure there are many real stories. That yeah. It- yep. And so she, you know, goes to a, like a shelter for abused and, you know, she's, she have, she was never actually physically hit, but she was emotionally abused. And so they talk about how that she was still abused, even though she was never hit. I mean, it was just like, it's just super, super eye opening. It's definitely not one of those like grab your popcorn and get ready for a laugh, you know, movies. It's more of a, I can't watch those like right before bed. Yeah. I watch it in the day. Like I really do. Like I'll do a quick hour before I maybe go pick up the girls from school and I try to fold a lawn, load of laundry while I'm doing it to justify like sitting down watching TV in the afternoon. But, um, yeah, there was one night where I was, Ben was super tired and he fell asleep early. And so I just got in bed with my headphones on and I watched like three episodes back to back to back in bed. And so I did watch it one night, but then I went to bed. Yeah. For me, like, I just can't watch like murdery shows before I go to sleep. (laughs) Then I'll dream about it. Oh my gosh. I will have like, you're not watching true crime. No, I will have like the worst dreams ever. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Wake up in a panic. I'm going to have to give it a, I'm going to have to give it a try then. The maid on Netflix. It's not, I think it's just made. Is it the maid? Made, made, M-A-I-D, made. Yeah. So yeah, so it's right, it's good. It's a good one. It's the one that I've been watching lately. But I would love to know what other people are watching. 
I'm glad you said that. That is what I was literally just fixing to ask everybody is, what was our question earlier in the episode? We needed people to comment on um, <laughs> something. <laughs> that was, was something. that was so long ago, Meg. Like <laughs> 30, 30 minutes ago. How dare you ask me to remember something like that? How bad is it that neither one of us can remember? <laughs> okay, moving on. We'll just okay. pretend like you didn't we ask do- that. Yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, We do want you to uh, go and find us on social media and comment and let us know what you are watching. So we have some new ideas of new things we can watch. Shows, movies, like what are you binge watching right now? A whole nother topic that we didn't even talk about and we won't do it on this one is, I mean, we're officially in the season of being able to watch Christmas movies. Like, hello. I've started. I've started <laughs> watching Christmas movies. Oh my goodness. I have not. I have to wait for it to get cool. And it's finally getting cool here. Like we are 50s, 60s, 70s, which is amazing. And so I feel like I could bust out a little peppermint hot cocoa and watch a Christmas movie now. I'm obsessed. And Haley Bell is my my person that will sit and watch Christmas movies with me. We watched The Grinch the other day. So yeah, yeah we're... All we in. are all in on the Christmas movies, ready for the Hallmark Channel movies yes. to come out. So yeah, we're all about that too. So yeah, we want to hear what you guys are watching. Make sure you can find us um, on social media at The Meg's Podcast. And you guys, we hope you have a great week. And don't forget to squeeze the good today. <laughs> she's she's already <laughs> She's already upset with me. This is officially the bloopers reel. This is the end of the podcast. And if you've made it this far, well, one, thanks for listening to the Meg's podcast today. Two, you're officially our favorite listener. Right? Nobody makes it to the end in a podcast ever. 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 It's it's like the movie credit end scenes where everybody's walking out. I know. But now all these movies are coming out with like end reels, which is this great. Could be, this could be our end, our bloopers end reel. Okay. So here you guys go. The, the ones that are still here. You're awesome. You're amazing. And go just like squeeze the crap out of the lemons today. We're, sque- <laughs> we're squeezing craps out of lemons today. You are awesome. You're our favorite listener. Thank you so much. <laughs>